1170, The Answer is sponsored by Allied Media Group. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Cause I'm TNT. I'm dynamite. TNT. And I will not fight. TNT. I'm a power load. TNT. Watch me <laughs> We are T minus seven days and counting till we get to the most important, most monumental presidential election in my lifetime, probably in the history of America. And I don't think that that's being hyperbolic. I don't think I'm, I'm exaggerating that. Whole lot to happen, but seven days, and particularly for this year, was such a crazy cycle that we've got that, you know, anything can happen in the next seven days. It's really going to be a wild ride. I may have to change my open because after next week, I may not have any dynamite left in me. I, I may be just so war slap out. I might have to start, you know, playing like oh, do an opening song with like a ukulele or something like tiptoe through the tulips. I don't know where I'm going to be emotionally after next week. I can tell you where I'm going to be actually during election night. If you are anywhere within Southern California or San Diego, Craig Sewing and I are going to be down at Golden Hill again, just like we were at for primary night. We're going to be down there live coverage, uh, hosting the night for KCBQ and AM 1170. So come on down there and stop by. We had such on primary night in June. We had a great crowd there. It was super fun. It was a great night. We're going to be back there again. So come join us in person and and join the fun. Uh, We'll also be streaming at AM 1170theanswer.com and the podcast will will be up after. But there's nothing like being there live. So come down and hang out with us. Uh, We're going to have lots of fun. I'm also going to be on Newsmax three times that night helping them uh, with election night coverage. So I think that's um, Newsmax Prime with J.D. Hayworth's show, but it may be different. But anyway, I'm going to be on Newsmax that night as well. Joining me tonight in the studio for the final AK show, Andrea K show before the election, is I've got Matthew Boyle from Breitbart is going to be here. He's going to take us inside the Trump campaign. You know, he's been buddies with Trump. He's been following the Trump campaign around and reporting, uh, giving us like an inside scoop. Uh, throughout the the primaries and then the general election, so Matt's going to be with us. I had to I had to call upon my girl Della B. She was sick last week, couldn't come on. I, I said I got to have you back tonight because I need some laughs. So she's been deep undercover. So she's going to be with us. And then I got my OGs because Obamacare is back in the news. We talked about it last week, and I had uh, I had my OGs uh, come in uh, to talk about Obamacare and taxes. So we got a fun hour for you guys. And of course, I'm going to round it out with my awards for Hero of the Week. And last week's fool, this week's tool award. You know who's a hero of mine is is well, all of the engineers in here at AM 1170 are heroes to me because they keep they keep the show rolling. And joining me tonight is DJ Carrot Sticks. Hello. That's hello. <laughs> is that Trump? Oh, hello. okay. Say yellow. Oh, yellow. All right. So, well, thank you for being here, DJ Carrot Sticks. Um, so where are we at with the race? If you're just tuning in, by the way, this is the Andrea K show. And, um, you know, I, when I was a kid, I can remember clearly as a little kid asking my dad to explain to me why 
if there were more citizens in Cuba than there were government officials, why the citizens didn't rise up and take their their government back and take their country back? And I don't remember my dad's exact answer, but I can remember him trying to struggle to explain it because there is a there is a, a an element of human nature in terms of of people that start to acquiesce. They get they accept conditions that are given to them and they start to go along. It's kind of the same mindset that allows 300 passengers on an airplane, let one guy with a box cutter or two guys with a box cutter, take them down because there's, there's an element of go along to get along. There's an element of um, self-preservation that maybe, you know, instincts kick in that I'm going to go along with, with the control that's, that's over me right now, just because I want to survive uh, there's also, of course, if you've got if you've got a country that doesn't have any any means of self-defense in terms of weaponry to go up against a heavily armed government, that's certainly one reason why people will go along. So, you know, I can really kind of understand now as a, as I'm an adult and I and I can understand self-preservation. I can understand some of the human condition and the psychology behind why some citizens or, you know, all of them will go along. What I don't understand is choosing it. I do not understand how we have so many Americans that are literally choosing the policies of Havana. And these are citizens that are choosing this, that are actually calling themselves Republican. I actually heard on the car on the way into the radio station today, a supposed Republican. Here's the new never Trump argument. The new never Trump argument is we have an opportunity to unite as a party by allowing Hillary to win. And then we can unify against a common enemy. Isn't that what we've got right now? We have a woman who has no business running for the president of the United States, who has committed, I think think it was Giuliani who's been adding up the many counts, even before Comey made his announcement on Friday. Every classified email that she put on an unsecure, willfully, with intent, violated the Espionage Act. Every classified document is a count. We're into the hundreds now, if not the thousands. I'm not an expert in these legalities, but Rudy Giuliani is. How we've got a Republican sitting there making an argument that that any United States citizen, particularly a government official who's committed those kinds of treasonous crimes against this country, should be allowed to win at all is astounding to me. And under some ridiculous notion that that's how we're going to unify the party? Are you kidding me? How twisted is that? We can't let this woman become president. How can how do we have any Republican staying at home and allowing her to win or any Democrat willfully choosing to elect a woman who's going to we have 20 trillion dollars in debt. We've got almost half of this country on some form of taxpayer assistance because there is no government money. The highest unemployment rate, the highest, lowest job participation rate in decades. We've got for the first time in 40 years, we've got more businesses going under than we have starting. How anybody could support that, either directly by voting for her or not, is astounding to me. We've got Obamacare crumbling and even left-leaning publications like CNN and HuffPo are stating that it's because for, for lack of free market principles. They're admitting themselves it's because there's no competition. They're admitting that it's because they've they've flooded uh 
a marketplace that doesn't have any competition with too many customers that can't even pay for the services. And what is Hillary Clinton's solution for that? Doubling down on it, going full single payer, full government. This is, as Trevor Loudon explained on my show with the enemies within, they can change it from Marxism to progressivism to liberalism, but it's still Marxism. How anybody could choose that. She has already said, and she did it the last debate. She has no intention, no intention of nominating Supreme Court justices who will, who will uphold the Constitution. They're not going to stand for that. They're going to stand for ideology. She says, I'm going to support Supreme Court justices who are going to stand for this group over here and this group over here. It's all about agenda and ideology. And we already know she's got a public position and a private one. We already know what she said in private. She is going to put us in a position just like those citizens in Cuba that don't have arms to stand up and defend themselves against a tyrannical government. How can we choose? How can anybody choose through directly voting for her or staying at home as a Republican, a woman who is who has defended and continues to defend an ideology of Islam that intends to take us over from within through sword or Sharia. A r- report came out today. The importation of Syrian, quote, Syrian refugees up 675%. All 99% of them are Muslim. And we know that they're not coming here to, you know, to embrace our system here. How anybody, this is a woman who couldn't, as you're going to sit at home and let somebody who couldn't even, as Admiral Lyons said, couldn't even secure a 13-acre compound. Actually, it's not that she couldn't secure it. She specifically chose not to secure that 13-acre compound, intentionally leaving Americans left to die, watched them to die, and while they were under attack, was plotting her cover-up. We cannot let this woman become president of the United States. We need to unite against her now. And in the last seven days that we have, we got Matt Breitbart is going to be on here in a minute, who's going to update us on what's going on with polling and and the campaign around the country. But what we need to do, those of us who get it, who understand what we face with Hillary Clinton, you know, this Republican I heard, she says, well, if we've got a Republican Congress, they can moderate her choices. When has that ever happened? They get it right every time on their Supreme Court nominees. Far left liberals, we don't stop them at anything. We fund everything that they want. We need to go to these never Trump people and we need to try to knock some sense into them and help them to understand what is at stake. We cannot left. This is our firewall. She gets elected and, you know, they talk about a constitutional crisis. I don't believe it's going to be a constitutional crisis because of any impending uh, criminal prosecution against her. But it will be a constitutional crisis in the fact that it will be pierced forever. And once it's gone, it's gone. I hope you don't go anywhere because when we come back, we're going to talk to Matthew Boyle from Breitbart and get an update on what's happening with the Trump campaign and the campaign in general. Interesting new polling numbers coming out. So don't go anywhere. It's the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Be sure to follow Andrea K. on Twitter at Andrea K. Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. 
Home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan, and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows, and through the years, I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a home, a home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley of the Hatley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. In case you noticed, we did two little bumper songs from TLC because I went as Halloween. I went as my girl, Lisa Left Eye Lopez, Saturday night to a Halloween party. In fact, I may have to bust out a little bit of her rap from Waterfalls. But um, before I get to that and have a little fun, I, I got my guy Matt Boyle from Breitbart here with me. Hey, Matt, welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Hey, Andrea, thanks for having me. Hey, I'm super excited to see quite the change happening. Now, first of all, before I start getting all excited over new polling numbers, that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm taking back any questions that I've had about polling in the past, because I still don't think that we can 100% trust where we're at. I think the Trump campaign needs to needs to act as though they're still 20 points behind and bust a hard groove the next seven days. But there's still some great news coming out with these polls today, right? Yeah, look, uh, well, first, the first big one was the ABC News Washington Post tracking poll, which, you know, just a week ago or even under that had about down, uh, you know, well into double digits, like something like 12 or 13 points down. He's now in the lead uh, up one in that poll. Then in addition to that, we have a uh, WRAL poll out of North Carolina that shows that Mr. Trump has taken a seven point lead in the battleground state of North Carolina, which has 15 electoral votes. Hillary Clinton uh, is going all in in North Carolina uh, this week in the final week of the campaign. She's sending all the troops to North Carolina. She's going there. Obama's going there twice. Uh, Joe Biden was just there tonight. I had one of my reporters at the event. Uh, we, we see Lena Dunham, Will Ferrell from Hollywood are coming in. North Carolina is where Hillary's Waterloo is, and and, and, and that they're the, that she's losing by seven points in that state is is significant. Uh, there is a clear path to the White House for Donald Trump. The, the 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 electoral map has significantly widened in the past week or so. It was widening before the FBI announced that they are reopening the criminal investigation into Hillary Clinton's illicit homebrew email server that was set up in violation of State Department guidelines that she knew was wrong to do, and she did it anyway. Uh, and, and now that she's back under criminal investigation, that path to the White House has just been blown wide open for Donald Trump, and uh, the electoral map is looking really good for him in the home stretch here. Why is it that North Carolina has become the new Ohio? Well, look, I think uh, North Carolina is a state with 15 electoral votes. Donald Trump has surge to essentially an insurmountable lead in Ohio. It's expected by pretty much everybody that he's going to win Ohio. Um, except but, that he uh, didn't get. Except he didn't uh, get the North vote Carolina, from that amazing. The polling has been. 
Oh, I just started to say, I, I started to say, except he didn't win the vote of the esteemed Governor Kasich, who supposedly wrote in John McCain. I mean, how ridiculous was that anyway? But go on. Well, look, I, I, I get it that, that, you know, some of these uh, never Trump Republicans are putting their careers and their reputations on the line by making silly decisions like this. But the reason why North Carolina is so important is that if you look, the way I kind of explain it to people is there are four tiers of states. OK, so there are the red states. Uh, and it looks like Trump's going to hold them all. There's 191 electoral votes Tier That's tier one. Tier two is Ohio, Nevada and Iowa. It looks like Trump's going to win each of those. That's. That gets him uh, up to 221 electoral votes. Tier three is uh, Florida and North Carolina. Now, if he gets both of those, that gets him up to 265 electoral votes. Uh, and then if, he, if he's there, if he's got tier one, two, and three, then tier four is just um, any one of the following combination, uh, any one of the following states will get him the White House, which is Colorado, New Mexico, Michigan, Pennsylvania, uh, Wisconsin, Minnesota's been tight. That could be the one that puts them over the top. Or New Hampshire plus Maine's second congressional district. Maine's one of those uh, two funky states that splits their, their their vote that way. And the polling in New Hampshire's been inside the margin of error for the last week. And then also in Maine's second congressional district uh, uh, is, is tight. And it gets into 270 or more electoral votes. The path to the White House is, is – there are many, many paths to the White House – for Donald Trump right now, and the, and, the, and, the, and the road is shrinking for Hillary. In fact, there's some surveys this morning as well that put seem to put Virginia back on the map. What? Uh, which is, is really, really interesting because everybody was kind of thinking that Virginia was wrapped up for Hillary Clinton since her running mate, Tim Kaine, is from Virginia. But now we're, we're now seeing that, that maybe that's not the case. Maybe Donald Trump has a chance in Virginia. Maybe this thing's a lot tighter than it looks. What is the word, if you're just tuning in, by the way, this is the Andrea K. Show, and we're talking to Matt Boyle from Breitbart. Are you hearing any more from inside circles about pressure uh, for Hillary to, to, to drop out? You know, it seemed I, I know it's far fetched. I know she's not going to. But I'm wondering if if, you know, that that kind of pressure is mounting. I mean, Doug Schoen had came out and said that he can't support Hillary anymore. And, you know, uh, you know, it looked as though Chris Matthews was was about weeping the other night. Uh, so, I, you know, I, I mean, I think that there's some Democrats in full panic mode that honestly would rather, you know, see her drop out because they're they're thinking that we got a We got an 80 Reagan landslide happening here. Yeah, I, I think the Democrats are a little freaked out right now. I think that Joe Biden's going to be kicking himself. He's going to be saying, you know what? I should have ran because, you know, Joe Biden in a CNN interview over the weekend, last weekend, actually said that if he ran, he would have beat her in the primaries. And if Joe Biden were the Democratic nominee right now, I think Donald Trump might be in a little bit of trouble. Joe Biden's a tough guy. But mm-hmm. look, if Hillary Clinton is their candidate, that's who they all got behind. I think Bernie Sanders is going to be kicking himself, too. Mm-hmm. Why did he sell out? Why did he give up his movement? He sold out his people and his supporters to get behind her for party unity and uh, over over uh, what was right for the country. Uh, I think a lot of these Democrats are really starting to uh, second-guess their support for Hillary Clinton in the home stretch here, especially, again, as she's, again, under criminal investigation – Tell me something new, right? I mean, it's every time we turn around, the Clintons have another scandal tearing them apart. And look, I can tell you this. It's very clear. If Hillary Clinton wins the White House on November the 8th, uh, you know, first off, the headlines on, on Wednesday morning will be uh, that Hillary Clinton, uh, America elects suspected criminal. But in addition right. to that, over the next four years, 
over the next four years, this is going to drag out over and over and over again. We are going to see more and more corruption and scandals. And look, America has a chance to put all of this behind us. We've had enough of it the last eight years. We've had enough of it really the last 20 to 30 years. But the people have had enough of the scandal. They want government to work. They want it to function. They want it to do the right thing. And look, well, Donald Trump's a little bit of brash. I get that. You know, there's some people are not like, you know, like the taste of, you know, uh, some of his comments. But ultimately speaking, we know that he's effective at running organizations. We've seen him do it with the Trump organization. We've seen him do it with his lean, mean campaign. And I think we're going to see him do it as president of the United States if he pulls this thing off a week from today. Yeah. Speaking of uh, scandals going back many years, a lot the Hillary uh, and her campaign are kind of mad today because the FBI was tweeting out about Mark Rich. Now, the FBI is coming out saying, hey, look, you know, anytime we get more than a few FOIA requests, you know, we tweet it out or after a certain period of time, we're not really involved. In, we, you know, it's not really for political reasons. What do you think about that? What's your take on it? Yeah, look, I think it's pretty clear. Again, this is more proof right here, right in front of us, that the Clintons have been under investigation for a very long time, that they're they're just drowned in scandal. I mean, it is, and if she wins on November the 8th, it's going to be more of the same Mm -hmm. for the next four years. I think people are tired of it. They want their government to function. They're tired of the scandals. They're tired of the lies. Mm -hmm. They're tired of the politicians. They want something new. They want something fresh. They want change. They want hope. They're tired of the scandals. And, And the only way to get rid of them is to pull the lever for the other guy. Donald J. Trump on election day. Now, one of my listeners in my show, one of my good buddies, you know, so much has come out with the WikiLeaks. It's almost it's almost been like a shock and awe. I almost wish that Julian Assange had started releasing these earlier. One that's gotten absolutely no traction came out. An email exchange talking four days before Scalia was found dead, talking about wet works uh, across from a vineyard. Nobody's talking about that. You know what I'm referring to? Uh, well- what was that again? Sorry, I, 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 you cut out there for a second. Well, there was an email exchange. exchange. You know, WikiLeaks has, has put out a whole lot. One that has a, one email exchange that has one of my listeners really scratching his head wanting to know why no media outlets reporting on it is an email exchange with Podesta and another person, I can't remember his name, talking about a wetworks uh, across from a vineyard, which is, you know, a, a mobster expression for an assassination in this exchange. A works thing. Oh, gosh, I haven't seen this. There's been so many things that have come out in the WikiLeaks thing. I wouldn't be surprised. I just haven't seen that one. I'll, we'll go look for it. I'll have our team dig into it. But, I, you know, I have to say, like, you know, these WikiLeaks things, I mean, it's just, again, it's one thing after another after another. It's just draining on the soul, isn't it? When yeah. you see a major political party candidate, even if you don't, necessarily agree with that person or you do on on a lot of different things you know just to see them so mired in scandal and all the people they surround themselves with so mired in so much scandal that's what the WikiLeaks things show us, right? Is right. that we now know that, uh, you know, uh, first off, the WikiLeaks things confirm beyond a shadow of a doubt that the Clinton Foundation was operating uh, the Clinton Cash or, you know, book uh, by Peter Schweitzer is yeah. 100% correct uh, that they were operating uh, in a way that was designed to give State Department favors from the U.S. government, from our government, was giving favors to people that were cutting big checks 
to the Clinton Foundation. So, again, the, and we know that. The emails prove it. They also prove that Hillary Clinton, uh, in private speeches, to, put, to paid, back, uh, paid private speeches to major international banks, including to a Brazilian bank, made a whole bunch of statements that are uh, um, uh, particularly troubling, specifically her claim that she supports open borders mm-hmm. and open trade. Yeah. Uh, she lied about it in the debate. We fact-checked her on it. Um, I mean, the American people don't support open borders and open trade. They want a secure border. They right. want trade deals that work for them. Uh, and this is widespread, widespread bipartisan uh, you know, issue, right? Most people are tired of the politicians looking out for themselves and their mm-hmm. donors. Yep. And that's what the WikiLeaks thing shows. I will dig into the wet works thing. I don't know if that's yeah, I haven't you, seen that one myself. But well, there's yeah. so many of them. There's thousands of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost it's like I said. It's almost like a shock and awe. But I, but speaking of shock and awe, I was kind of expecting them, uh, the Clinton campaign, to come out with something really major against Trump uh, after what Comey did on Friday, and all they trotted out was Alicia Machado. I mean, that's like the that that's like their mm-hmm. their latest. I mean, how sad was that? And Hillary Clinton screeching at the rally. I it's that was like a meltdown, like Loretta Lynn in the movie Coal Miner's Daughter, where she begged her husband Dew to come and get her off. The stage it was crazy so i mean maybe yeah look yeah the, the clinton campaign is clearly collapsing in front of us what we're seeing right now is they're running the same old playbooks they've got nothing new uh, and now the latest thing tonight is that hillary clinton in florida tonight at a campaign event actually falsely claimed that she was in new york city during the 9-11 terrorist attack she was not she was in washington dc so as hillary clinton's campaign continues dissembling uh, and, and, and continues falling apart, and their strategy is, is crumbling in front of us. In fact, they just announced Hillary Clinton's going to Michigan. So Hillary Clinton is campaigning in blue states. She's campaigning in blue states. Right. She's yeah. campaigning in blue yep. states while, uh, you know, while uh, Donald Trump is campaigning also in blue states. So her campaign is falling apart in front of us. Yeah. Well, next thing we know, she's going to be out there saying that she was hauling bodies out uh, underneath the Trade Center. And, you know, who knows what she's going to say? The woman, she would climb a tree to tell a lie. Hey, Matt, thanks for being here. Appreciate it so much. Yep. Thanks, Andrea. All right. All right. We're going to take a quick break. and we come back, we got to find out where Della's been. Where, what bodies has she been pulling out? Where's she been at lately? So don't go anywhere. More of the Andrea K Show on the other side of the break. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hadley of the Hadley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. Home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan, and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows, and through the years, I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a home, a home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home. AM 1170, The Answer. AM 1170, The Answer. Traffic. I-15 northbound at Clinton-Keith Road is stalled clearing five southbound at Oceanside earlier crash. Update brought to you by Mossy Nissan. Their holiday events going on right now. 
Get the Mazda Nissan for your chance to save on select 2016 Nissans. Hurry in as these cars won't last long. Visit MossyNissan.com or any of their seven convenient Mossy Nissan locations today. That's MossyNissan.com. On Richard Turnage, JM 1170, The Answer. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. I'm so glad to hear that music. Y'all know what that means. Hey, Della. Hey, baby. It's about dang time. Girly, where you been? Well, I traveled for a couple of weeks, and while I was out and about, I caught this crud virus. I've been in a sick bed for two weeks. Oh, no. So I took a, I took a bullet for the Andrea K. listeners. Oh, no. What did you do, girl? I, I found the Wiener documentary. <laughs> Showtime. <laughs> and I watched it for you all. Oh, no. Now, what did you see? And how oh. appropriate that, it, that that Wiener, his documentary about him showing himself was on Showtime. It, what did you it, see? It, it was the most amazing karma ever. It was, honestly, I didn't, I, I, I like, you know, I had my barf bucket next to me and, uh, you know, I was ready to like, you know, cover my eyes and throw the blanket over my head. But I was so fascinated watching this, I can't begin to tell you. And the thing is, is that this was, this documentary was from 2013 when he ran for the, for the, um, the primary Democratic ticket for the mayoral seat to be the mayor of New York City. And I kept asking myself, why did he allow this to to be filmed? Because it was all about when the second sexting thing was revealed and his wife and, you know, all of this is going on. But the reason why is because he thought he was going to be having these documentary people who the director was actually his chief of staff when he was um, when he was a representative. And so these were trusted people that were in side of his circle, and they were going to document his triumphal return uh, to the campaign, you know, after having been disgraced and given up his congressional seat. And halfway through his campaign, where he was number one, he was going to probably win. He had raised $5.1 million. He was exciting everybody. New Yorkers loved him. They forgave him for his past transgressions and believed he wasn't going to do it again. And then Sidney Leathers, codenamed Pineapple, (laughs) revealed that he had continued to sext, you know, sexting Mm -hmm. to her. And then, you know, so you're watching this and it's like, I can't believe, you know, that these filmmakers are capturing this. And And oh, by the way, and and, and Huma stayed with him even after that, right? Because this was 2013. Well, this was very interesting. So she's she's agreed to this, too. And they were, like, in her apartment and with the kid and, and following him around and stuff like this. And it was it, – it, I, I will tell you, I was convinced after I watched this. She loves him. She loved him. What? She did. Well so the amount of pain you you if you watch it you'll see it. I'm not saying I sympathize for her at all, but that's the explanation of why she stayed. She did love him. So but anyway, so there was a couple of interesting things that that I, I my reflections on this is unlike the Dinesh D'Souza films which I uh, kudos because they're wonderful. Th- these were not like interpreted for us from a conservative point of view. It was kind of like unvarnished. I mean they I mean it just was right there. There was all this discussion 
discussion about she was supposed to, Huma was supposed to appear at the polling location, and he was already like, you know, his, his campaign manager had quit and was basically saying, you're, you're done, and, but he had to finish it to the end because he just had to, like, maybe get some respect back, and Huma was supposed to go to the polls with him, and the little Jordan kid in the stroller, and this is interesting, Clinton's... Um, the person that portrayed Trump during the debate practice is a man named Philippe Reigns. He actually was an advisor that told Huma not to appear at the polls with him. So the morning of the election, he, he's got to explain to the press that Huma's got some, you know, conflict and she can't appear. And it's just, you know, it's just all this. They're sitting in a car. This was interesting. He's sitting in this car when this story breaks with his communications director. And she's saying, what's the status moving forward, which is code word for how, what story we're going to give out to the press now, but Anthony, on this thing. Because the press is saying, well, there's multiples. And you said that there weren't multiples. There was just the one woman, and this is all in the past. And he's like, I, 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 we're going to have to pull all my old interviews. I've got to figure out what did I already say to the press. It's not whether it's true or not. It's I have to go back, and we have to pull back all my interviews right. out and look at it and see what did I say. It's it was a very interesting right. Well, insight. It, well, and, you know, to me, it's you know, it's it's typical liberalism. You know, here, Absolutely. you know, they're basing their entire thing against Trump on you know uh, disrespect for women based upon comments he's made. Meanwhile, you know, this is this is what's married to a presidential nominee's you know chief of staff, and they continue to forgive and forgive, and Absolutely. you know, and on top of it. You know, there's it's like look, you look at right now their reaction to the investigation and WikiLeaks and all that's being revealed. And it's just to blame the messenger. They, they have no contrition, no, comp, no, you know, nothing about the content, no, no contrition yeah. over their own behavior. Um, you know, and while this is going on. While this is going on, he had on his laptop. We now know six hundred and fifty thousand State Department emails, including yep. what's got to be classified information while he's in the middle of doing that, while he's doing, you know, a, a reality show, while he's sexting other women. We cannot have while Hillary Clinton. While he's carrying around that laptop he's and moving it that. around in public yes. offices and places where he's he's visiting on a routine basis. We cannot have this woman as president of the United States. No. Final thought before I got to let you go, Della. Go watch this. It's very interesting. My favorite scene was when he's at the gay pride we got a wrap. parade and he's on the thing. We love Wiener. We love Wiener. That's what the crowd shouts. <laughs> well, we love you, Della. Mwah. All right. Bye, baby. All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to shift gears to economics. Obamacare is back in the news today. And I got my OGs of business are going to be here. Rod Hatley and Al Arias. Don't go anywhere, people. Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. Home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan, and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows, and through the years, I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a home, a home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home. 
Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hadley of the Hadley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. All right, welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Um, I, you know what? I'm still trying to figure out what to call this segment. I, my idea for the segment is throughout most of the show, I blast people with my opinions. You know, that's, you know, I tell people what I think politically, what's going on. I give my no. perspective. Yeah, I do. <laughs> no. But then somebody made a suggestion to me that I should do a segment that's like news people can use, you know, that's like blasting them with content that's like meaningful to their life. So um, right now I get to think of before I did this segment, I got my, my OG my original gangsta Al Arias here with me in person. In person, and then I brought a partner, uh, another OG of your gang, because you guys partner together at times, and that's my guy Rod Hatley. Glad to be here. Yeah, so I, I brought my OGs, my gangsters in uh, from San Diego today, because so many people. We are T minus seven days and counting down to what most people think is the most crucial election of our lifetime. And with the nation being split like they are, 48% of Americans are panicked if Trump wins and just thinks all it's going to be Armageddon. And 48% think that if Hillary wins, it's going to be Armageddon. And Armageddon in the sense economically. I mean, people are literally panicked over this election. And so the, bringing, bringing my two OGs in today, my idea <laughs> for this segment is to somehow bring maybe some calm to going forward to people's lives economically. Because, I mean, there there's like a disorder right now. People are literally being treated for anxiety disorders over this election. Wow. And yeah, and it's like we're laughing, but I mean, it's serious. And so, you know, you guys partner together. Al, you are one of the top CPA firms in San Diego. Uh, Rod, you are a top estate planning attorney. You guys work together to bring peace to people's lives personally and professionally in terms of managing their assets. And you had even said to me once before on the show, Al, that it almost didn't matter to you who won in a sense. I mean, your tax planning strategies, what you do, you know, really about the tax code and you can work magic and have different strategies and that you can bring to people and their businesses, regardless of who's president. Right? There's always opportunities, period. Okay. Period. There's always opportunities. So if somebody's owning a business right now, the message to them is don't panic because Al can help them somehow with their taxes, regardless of who wins. Well, there's a whole universe of people that can help. Um, I, I include myself and I include Rod. Yeah. Of course we can help. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're, we're not the only people on earth that can, that can help. All right. Well, one of the big stories today uh, is Obamacare. Obamacare is failing. That has been a huge burden on businesses. Oh, it's, that that is an actual fact. Yes, it has been a huge burden on businesses. But uh, it's it, not only a burden on businesses; it's a burden on every. It's on a burden on the American public. Yeah, it is. But what a lot of people don't realize is one of the ways it's a burden is the taxes involved. I think that uh, when Obama took off... It is a tax. It is a tax in and of itself. The Supreme Court said 
It's a tax. Actually, the Supreme Court first said it wasn't a tax in order to hear the case and consider it ripe, and then they turned right around and, and declared it was, <laughs> and then oh, said okay. it was a tax. We're going to talk wonderful. about the process. <laughs> We're not going to talk about the decision. No, but, but no. Give well, me a so, break. well, no. Let me finish. So yeah, then they declared it was a tax. However, there's still something like 40 taxes even within it. It's a tax itself, and if you don't uh, comply with it, you you have to pay a fine and a tax, and it's based upon your income. So it starts at minimum tax. Taxes like seven hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and can go up to like two thousand dollars a year. So people are burdened with this. The whole point of this was supposed to be to provide insurance for people who couldn't afford it. But then the very people who still can't afford it are being taxed for not purchasing <laughs> something that they can't afford. But there's also other taxes within it. There's like a tax if you sell your home that that a certain percent percentage that comes out to go and pay for Obama. There's like forty taxes associated with it. Wow. Uh, yeah. So um, and then there's also it's a burden on businesses because. You're, there are certain requirements if you have more than 50 employees. How many people, How many? can you tell how many businesses have come to you and said, you know what, I, I, uh, I'm not going to grow my business past 50 employees because Obamacare? Has anybody said that to you? Any, no, no one said that to me. But even if they did, I would say, forget about it. Grow the business. Mm-hmm. Because a tax is not 100%. Okay. So you're still left with what's left. And mm-hmm. if you know how to plan, you can be left with a hell of a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think, and to follow Al's point, I mean, the fact that you're paying the fact that you're paying taxes is a good thing because at least that means you're making money. And if you work with good advisors, for example, Al, he mm-hmm. can help you plan ahead. Al is not the kind of guy who, I mean, although he certainly, I'm sure, would be happy to, be, you know, if you bring him your taxes in April, right. you know, he can be a scorekeeper and say, well, this is what you made last year and this is what you owe. But I think uh, more important uh, for our conversation, Al, I, I tend to think, you know, works with clients to be proactive and, you mm-hmm. know, once a quarter say, well, you know, what can we do to maximize your deductions? What can we do to put money away for the business and for your retirement and mm-hmm. stuff like that? So. I think that's, regardless of what the taxes may be, whether it's Obamacare or what have you, the fact that you're making money and you have to pay a tax, I mean, that's a good thing. All right. You just it, you have to reframe the conversation, I think. Right. Well, and when reframing the conversation about estate planning can be difficult because people don't like to talk about when they die. They don't want to yeah. they don't want to, you know, contemplate it. The most that people will do is they will buy life insurance. Yeah, that's something that people do. They don't necessarily understand that that's just step one in terms of taking care of your family. If, sure. you, if you die or you become incapacitated, that's just one thing to do. Um, you know, we do know that if Hillary wins the death tax, which which Al has la- I got to tell you, Al has laughed at me when I brought up that, that she wants to raise the death tax to 65 percent. He's like, that's insignificant. It doesn't mean anything. And then I pointed out last time Al was here that she also is going to get away with this, the uh, do away with the uh, step up. Now, that's big. money. That oh, is yeah. big. <laughs> yeah, that, that is big money. That In is fact, big money. Yeah. I mean, that's because I mean, most people rely on one of the few good things about dying is that if you own something and you die, <laughs> is that, you know, Holy you Rod would say, what are the good things about dying? <laughs> uh, is that you get a step up uh, to fair market value in basis in terms of whatever you own, like a home, a building, whatever. Meaning uh, your your family doesn't get hit with 100% of the tax burden right. initially. Yeah, you, you zero out the capital gains tax, which is a good thing. But if we have what uh, Al would know is carryover basis, in other words, uh, whatever basis 
you might have had in something when you bought it years ago, when you die, it doesn't get stepped up. It just gets carried over to your heirs, children, mm-hmm. whomever, at the same basis. And then if they go to sell it, now they're hit with that massive capital gains. Yeah. And so that can be uh, a real surprise and a really unhappy surprise right. uh, for whoever receives the property and then sells it. So I think to Al's point, it, it's if something like that should happen, I mean, that would, then we'd have to start figuring out other strategies to make that go away. Yeah. And that affects middle class. A a significant side effect is the cost of compliance. If you you have a death and then trying to find out what the basis is of the assets. Oh, heavens. Yeah, right. Is that that probate court? Well, (laughs) probate court, (laughs) that's a good idea. Well, no, that's what we're trying to avoid. When you talk about Of course, of course. But let's say that you did avoid Mm -hmm. probate. You still have to gather all the data and find out what the basis is of the assets of the deceased. Who does that? Accountants. That's, Yeah. 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 I, right. I think that'd be the accountant's full employment act. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so how do you guys work together then? Because if you you have to be the one that has to deal with the compliance, but you, Rod, are the one that may, that comes up with the plan in advance. To well, I, I think we, we look at each other as really a, a, a complementary relationship because Al will you know, have a client who needs to do the planning. And Al has told them for years, like, you've got to get this planning in place because if you become incapacitated, there'd be a conservatorship, and that's not fun for the family. And then someday when you die, if you own the assets in your name, they're probably going to go through probate unless you're married and, you know, you might be able to, you know, they're owned by joint tenancy, and so they'll just survive to the to the remaining spouse. But it's, it's really, I view it as a complementary relationship. And so uh, Al will make the recommendation if I have a chance to work with the clients. Mm-hmm. I think we can put some really good planning in place so that... If disability comes, um, no probate, no no conservatorship, which I sometimes call a living probate because you're alive, though you're not well, and mm-hmm. you're subject to the probate court's jurisdiction. And then, of course, a regular probate where you've passed on and the assets because you didn't have a living trust and they weren't otherwise titled appropriately. If you own them in your name, they're going through probate if it's $150,000 or more fair market value. So, uh you know, Al can, you know, recognize that something needs to be done. I can get involved to help take them the rest of the way mm-hmm. if they want to come in and have that conversation and actually do something about it. Right. I think that's and, – and I'm also a tax attorney too. So I, I don't do income taxes. That's really, I think, Al's uh, bailiwick. Mm-hmm. But what I can do is I can take a look at the, the transfer taxes like the, uh, the gift and the generation skipping and the estate taxes, those taxes that – uh, can be avoided with the proper advanced planning. Right. Uh, it's not such a happy conversation with the family if we, they didn't do some pre-planning and someone has passed on and right. and we have to figure out what the tax well, bill is. Uh, an interesting thing that we're working on right now has to do with special needs trusts yeah. for autistic mm. and parents. Really? Have, I hadn't even thought about that because that's such a huge problem nationally. That's why you have us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why you have OG, baby. So special needs trust. Yeah. Interesting. So, th- so that's, that's lifetime and death yeah. planning. Yeah. yeah. It's a big deal. 
Well, I think so much of the panic that on the part of Americans right now is feeling like we we've lost our government. We've lost, therefore, our control in some ways over our lives. Government has gotten so big that there's feeling as though there's we don't have enough control over the outcomes. We can't control what's happening. We can't control the election. We can't control decisions that our government officials are making for us. And and so many Americans are controlling our bureaucracy. Our bureaucracy is out of control. Exactly. And so people are feeling like they don't have any control. It's not one bureaucracy. Our bureaucracies are out of control. Yeah. Yeah. And at least you can have some control over your life if you do proper planning with your money and plan for your family. If If you're in your later years or whatever, and or even if you're young and you've got children and you're worried about this election, why would you not do everything that you could to take care of them if something happens to you, you become incapacitated? or you die. If you own a business and you are panicked right now, not sure what the impact is going to be on your business, there's at least some things that they can do to mitigate any kind of whatever that could be coming down the road through working with you, Al. Correct? Well, this election um, is really very significant when it comes to the issue of bureaucracies. Yeah. Because Trump is uh, talking about reducing uh, regulatory authority. Yes. And uh, He said that he's going to, for any new regulation to have to be removed, and he's going to go through and get rid of at least 70% of current existing regulations. Yeah, that's happened before. Guess guess, uh, when it last happened. Reagan? No. (laughs) I don't know. Keep trying. George W. Bush. Uh, Yeah, but then, yeah. In 1980. Oh, 41. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought you were talking about W. Yeah. Uh, oh, did I? No, yeah. H, who, H- Herbert w. Walker. You yeah, got H- it wrong. W. It's W. George W. Bush did Oh, it. the son. In 1980. No, that was in 1980. No, George W. Um, was 2000. Was two, 2000 and got reelected in 2004. Oh, Herbert Walker, the dad. Up? Yeah, Herbert Walker. <laughs> well, you, you mean the father. Reagan, <laughs> you mean the, the father, yeah. No, no, I meant, I must have picked the wrong date, but I meant... George W. Bush. Okay, okay. So that was two thousand. So okay, I meant so George yeah. W. But I, okay. I picked nineteen eighty because I'm thinking of a, yeah. a specific Although, yeah. rule. But I, I should I have thought more broadly. Right. Sure. I wasn't happy with some of his other, you know, expansion of government. I didn't like the greedy geezer bill. I didn't like. Well, but you we're know, talking about but the reducing business, regulation reducing and regulations on business. Yeah. yeah. As an overall uh, theme of his presidency, mm-hmm. and he specifically implemented it. Yes. Can you think of, can you tell us one in particular that was helpful to business? Well, he eliminated certain regulations in the Internal Revenue Code, Ah. like (laughs) a significant array of regulations that were. I think he did that after after, um, September 11th, and and, and specifically it helped reboot our economy because we really suffered after that terrorist attack economically, even here in San Diego. Mm -hmm. It about killed us tourist-wise, and we lost a a lot of of revenue here in San Diego. So... uh, if I, if I remember right, it was after the terrorist attack in September left, and it worked. Well, it would be it just the opposite with um, Hillary in command. I mean, she would she's going to increase regulations mm-hmm. and more con- government control over our lives like that significantly. I mean, it's not going to be a little bit. It's going to be significant. Well, she's already said it, you know, and she's in uh, one of the ways she's going to do it is um, through the Supreme Court. 
because she said that she's going to nominate justices that are going to stand up for these particular different groups or an ideology. So she's basically already signaled that uh, through um, Congress as well as through the Supreme Court, because if the Republican Party still maintains control in Congress, she's going to need some she's going to need some activist judges to help her to help legislate for her. But that's that's her plan. No, I think the consequences of this election are are very significant because uh, if Hillary were to win, she's going to be in litigation <laughs> for, you know, the duration of her four years. And uh, not only that, but we are so separated, so... Mm-hmm. So divided. Oh, so That's one divided. reason why we've actually got some high-level Democrats coming out and saying, like like Doug Schoen, who I respect so much, um, you know, he goes back to the bimbo eruption days. He was there supposedly when the lamp got smashed. You know, he's been the underwire bra for the Clinton family now for many years, and he said he just can't support her right now because we're looking at a possibility of a constitutional crisis, and we just, mm. we have to put country first at this point. Mm. And so it'll be interesting to see. Final Thoughts, Rod, anything you want to add to that? Well, I, I think, you know, regardless of what happens, the sun's still going to rise in the east and set in the west. I think that your listeners just go on about their lives. and But I think it's important to, to at least have some control over your own destiny. Mm-hmm. Uh, work with a good accountant. Make sure that you're, you know, you're paying the right amount of taxes, not the mm-hmm. most amount of taxes, because you have a constitutional right to pay the very least that you That's can. Right. And working with someone like Al, you can legitimately do that. And then also make sure that you do the proper planning for yourself, because you might yeah. become incapacitated mentally. Yeah. So you might, you know, to avoid a conservatorship, you know, let's make sure that you've got the proper documents in place. Mm-hmm. It might be a living trust. It might be a will, depending but I think if you own real property here in San Diego, probably better serve to have a living trust in place and then supplement that with all the other documents that you'd need, like a health care power of attorney, a HIPAA authorization, a general power of attorney for asset management, and just continue to live your life and do what you, you do. Yeah. If and, you know that we're looking at a, at a government that's possibly going to be wanting to pick our pockets more and more and more and more and more, don't leave it up to the courts to decide what to do with your assets. Don't put your family in that situation. Uh, do everything that you can to control your own destiny, and, and that includes what happens after you pass. i got to leave it there, guys. My OGs, thanks for being here. Pleasure. It'll be interesting to see what happens after the election. Can't wait to have you guys back. Yeah, you know what? I, I get where everybody's at. People are so panicked right now, and you know, can you? There are still some things that we can control, and you know, we can we can minimize at least uh, the government's control over our lives. And so that was, you know, hopefully you guys got a little something out of that segment. Some things that you can do to minimize how much money you give into the government, and especially um, burdens put on your family after you pass. Uh, it's time for the Andrea K Show Hero of the Week and last week's Fool, this week's Tool Awards. Um, actually, we had a tie for two people that actually got both Hero of the Week and last week's Fool, this week's Tool Awards. Because I put it out to you guys for, for the nominees for these awards. Both <laughs> FBI Director Comey and Anthony Weiner got Hero of the Week and last week's Fool, this week's Tool Award. I think it's pretty obvious why. You know, I mean, Comey is a fool and a tool because he should have recommended an indictment back in July. But at least he did the right thing now by reopening the investigation into the Hillary campaign saying, oh, he's 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 trying to help Trump out. Well, you know what? If he was trying to help Trump out, he might have 
stepped in back when this whole thing was going crazy with Trump against women and the Billy Bush uh, videotape came out. That probably have been a, would have been a better time if that's really what was behind Comey's game plan. Um, and Anthony Weiner. I mean, come on. Ta- is there really a bigger fool and tool going on than Anthony Weiner? But the real hero of the week, I got to give a shout out to Ronnie Rayleigh, who's a hero of mine, an Iraq war veteran, a disabled Iraq war veteran. And he's the one who, who you know, I, I didn't even know the story. We had five Americans troops uh, who were killed during what was supposed to be a security op in South Afghanistan that were killed last week. No mention. Uh, The media has done a really good job of keeping us unaware and compliant, which is what Hillary Clinton exposed, what we learned about Hillary Clinton and her campaign and the whole game plan that they have. Because, you know, you got to control the message and you control minds. When W was president, every day they gave us the the body count coming out of the wars in Afghanistan. We had more, more American heroes die in Afghanistan the first four years of Obama's presidency the entire eight years of George Bush in both Afghanistan and Iraq, but the media is not reporting on it. You know, we, you know, everybody's acting as though Trump, you know, is going to take us into wars we shouldn't be in. It's the Obama administration that has had, we have more troops in harm's way and have under eight years of Obama than Reagan and W combined. So my heroes of the week are the American troops that killed and uh, that were killed last week in Afghanistan and those still on the battlefield. Um, Next Tuesday night, election night, don't forget, if you're anywhere within San Diego area, come down to Golden Hall. Craig Sewing and I are going to be down to Golden Hall live. Come and hang out with us. It's going to be super fun from 6 to 9 p.m. We're also going to be streaming live on AM 1170, The Answer. I'm going to be on Newsmax that night as well. So it's going to be a super exciting night. Between now and then, let's keep this conversation rolling. I'm on Twitter at Andrea K show. I'm on Instagram, Facebook. Y'all know where to find me. My website's andreakshow.com. Have a great night, everybody. Love you all. This program on AM 1170, The Answer, is sponsored by Allied Media Group.